0: <laughs> and I, I, you know who it is? Oh, it's Hank from Centrelink. Hank, good good day to you, and welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here again.
0: Hank Jongen is the, the human face of Centrelink. You hear him on the radio, you see him on the telly. He's, he's everywhere. He's only responsible for about $100 billion in funds and 4,000 staff and 99% of the population. It's a very easy job, Hank, really, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's a real doddle. <laughs> I've got to say, it's, it, look, it is a challenging organisation to work for, but like... Most of our staff, uh, we're deeply committed to doing the right thing by the Australian community. We know that.
2: So we are delighted to be able to talk to you about travelling overseas. A lot of people at this time of the year are heading away. Yep. And uh, we know that you'll be able to cut through. So the first, first question, what are the rules for going overseas with your age pension if you're travelling over the next few weeks?
1: Well, of course, the first thing I have to say is nothing simple in this space. The rules for travelling outside Australia vary according to the payment or concession card that you receive, okay? So firstly, for payments like Newstart Allowance or Sickness Allowance, They will stop when you leave the country. Uh, They'll stop immediately unless you have approval to travel with these payments for reasons such as, for example, you may be receiving treatment overseas. You do need to talk to us before you plan any overseas travel.
2: Well, that's great advice.
1: Yes, it is. If you receive a disability support pension... You can only travel up to 28 days in any 12-month period or it will have an immediate effect on your payment. So 28 days in any 12-month period for disability support pensioners. Now, for age pensioners, you can generally receive your payment for the whole time you're travelling overseas. However, your payment may be reduced at certain points. So if you're an age pensioner and you're traveling overseas for a period of less than six weeks, you will continue to receive your pension uh, and it won't be affected in any shape or form. Uh Once you hit six weeks, then uh, your pension supplement will be reduced and your energy supplement will stop. What that means is basically your pension is going to be reduced by about $50 a fortnight, because you will uh, lose those supplements, and your pensioner concession card will be canceled. Now, when you then return to the country, that will all be automatically reinstated. But if you stay for more than 26 weeks, then your pension will depend on how long you've been an Australian resident. And this usually applies to people who decide to move overseas. There's a set of rules called the Australian Working Life Residence Requirement, and it's been set at 35 years. So what this means is if you're an Australian resident for 35 years or more, your rate won't change. You will continue getting your pension at that full rate. However, let's say you've only lived in Australia for 25 years, then you will only receive 25 35ths of the full rate of payment. Now, the good news is you don't have to work that out yourself. We'll do it for you.
2: This is on the Your Life Choices website. So people... I get what you've just explained can be complicated it's there people can read it and they can clearly come straight across to Centrelink for more information just a question on on supplements and allowances if you're a renter and you go overseas for more than six weeks is your rental allowance stopped?
1: Uh, yes, it is also, okay. um, uh, it is also affected. Uh, and that's why if you're going overseas for more than six weeks, you do need to let us know. For periods of less than six weeks, we're actually advised by the Department of Immigration when you leave and return to the country. But if you're going overseas for more than six weeks, let us know so that you can have a full understanding of the effect. Now, the other thing I was going to say is you can let us know easily through your MyGov account. Uh, if you go to Centrelink online to your, through your MyGov account, go to personal details, and then there's a button traveling outside of Australia. By giving us some details about your trip and dates, you'll see the information tailored to your situation.
0: Just very quickly, Hank, can you explain eligibility for Medicare if you're taking a
1: cruise? Oh, yes. Now, again, there's some rules surrounding this. Um, In terms of a a, a cruise, if you are travelling between Australian ports, let's say you're doing a tour around Australia, then assuming the medical practitioner on the boat is registered to receive Medicare payments, Uh um, then you can claim Medicare between Australian Uh ports. If you're traveling from an Australian port to a foreign port or between two foreign ports, then you won't be eligible for Medicare Uh benefits. And what you really seriously need to think about is travel insurance and make sure the level of travel insurance is up to what you want. Excellent.
0: Josh Frydenberg said we should all work longer so we can pay for all these incredible benefits that we're allowed in Australia. How long are you going to work until, do you
1: think? Oh, look, I'll work for as long as they let me. (laughs) I fall into that category, by the way. I'm no spring chicken anymore, but I'm loving my job. And uh, like many other Australians that have decided to continue working beyond pension age, I fall into that category. Yeah,
0: well, we certainly do appreciate uh, your incredible hard work and the fact that you have such a clear understanding of what is a very complex um, minefield of regulations and uh, uh, the the differences between this and that. It's just extraordinary, Hank.
2: It's helping our members a lot because often when something's spoken, we understand it, and when we're asked to read detail, it can look overly complex.
0: as Hank always says... Every time we interview him, talk to them. If Mm. you've got something different happening in your world, talk to them. Talk to Centrelink, you know, because don't let things just go on, correct?
1: Absolutely.
0: Hank, just before we go, um, we're coming up to Christmas, New Year's, of course. Uh, What are Centrelink times? What should people do as far as contacting you and also, of course, reporting any changes that they may be encountering?
1: Sure. Look, uh Basically, we have special arrangements for payments and services over Christmas and New Year. Our service centres and most of our Centrelink, Medicare and child support lines will be closed from Wednesday the 25th through to Friday the 27th. And we close again on Wednesday, the 1st of January, which is New Year's Day. Now, as a result, there there may be some changes to individual reporting and payment dates. To find out the new reporting dates, best thing to do is go to humanservices.gov.au slash holidays, um, because if you need to report income or uh, job searches – then you may need to do this early to avoid a delay in your payments and you can check those reporting dates. Can I just say most age pensioners don't fall into that category and uh, they won't need to report. However, some pensioners, especially if your payment lands on a national public holiday, will receive a payment a day or two earlier. Now, it's important to understand this is your normal payment paid earlier. It's not an additional payment. So your next payment will be back into the normal fortnightly cycle. So you need to budget for a slightly longer period between those dates.
0: Hank Jorgen, thank you so much indeed. Be well and let us speak again soon.
1: Thank you. My pleasure.